We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. Matt. And we're talking about Black Widow. Uh, We went to watch it last week, so I guess we've both had a week to think about it. Um, And then we're going to talk about that today. Um, but before we get into that, you can always head over to our, our website, recordinglivepodcast.com. Uh, check all the links to where you can subscribe to the podcast. Uh, click on the merch up in the top right corner, and you can buy some merch for the show if you really like us. Um, other than that, please talk to us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Links on the website for those. It's, or just search for Recording Live Podcast. And that's it, I think. So, what's uh, what have you been up to, Matt? Uh, let's see. I watched Masters of the Universe Revelations yesterday. That came out on Netflix. Nice, and that's one of the things we talked about in the past. And I haven't gotten around to that. I I, I watched. I spent my time watching the uh, new episode of Ted Lasso, which I don't think you watched that, which is why I guess we didn't talk about that before. But I don't know what that is. Right. So, how was uh, <laughs> Masters of the Universe then? Eh. Yeah. About it. Oh man. About yeah, it. So, do you think it's? Do you think it'll improve or? Nope. It's just the first episode thing. No. Just, no. Is, uh, no. No. Five episodes came out. Okay. So they. Oh right. 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 They were doing the first in, half uh, of the season yep. came out. Yeah. It's ten episodes and okay, yeah. The first, first five so came out. Did you watch all five? Yes, I did. All right, and it's still just meh. Meh. Oh That's man. About it. It's I, not that I great. I had high hopes. I had high hopes for that. Wasn't wild by the first episode, really got into the the next three, and then the final episode just felt like a rush to the finish line. Oh, man. Yep. That's, that's, I mean, at least I guess three out of five isn't bad. Oh, all in all, the story's just not very good. Uh, I've seen that's... people really not happy about it. Yeah? Uh, well, I uh, because the Transformers Netflix show is coming out next week, Mm. And, uh, yeah, it comes out the 26th, so, like, in two days or something. Mm -hmm. And some people, like, it's not even worth really looking at seeing people's responses on on message boards. But some (laughs) people were talking about Masters of the Universe and saying how someone was asking why why are people hating it so much. And the responses I kept seeing was because Kevin Smith lied. And my reaction was, oh, crap. This thing looked all action-packed. Is this really dick and fart jokes like I was scared it was going to be because it's Kevin Smith? Yeah. And uh, it's not. But so here's the thing. It is advertised as a sequel to the original 80s cartoon. It picks up plot elements or plots that uh, that show left off with. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen the original Masters of the Universe cartoon because I don't care. Right. We were like maybe two years old when it was out. Yeah. Yep. And so I never saw it. I've never had any interest in watching it, but because mm-hmm. uh, it, it just looks cheap in a lot of ways and yeah. just campy. Mm-hmm. But so uh, the the entire show is not about He-Man. He's not in it. Right. He's in the Earth. first episode. And that's is it. Is Adam at least in it? No. Oh. No. Do you want me just to tell you what happens? I'm okay with that, I guess. Uh, he man's killed. He man and Skeletor are killed in the first episode. Oh, okay. And the show jumps <laughs> years later, like five to ten years later. Oh. And 
Magic is no longer in Eternia because of what Skeletor and He-Man battled, and it destroyed Super uh, He-Man. Superman. It destroyed He-Man's pow- Master so- Power Sword or whatever it is. Yeah. And that thing was the connection to all magic in the universe. Since that's destroyed, magic is disappearing, and if magic disappears, uh, every the universe will cease to exist. Okay. So the whole story is essentially about how the sword was destroyed, but it split into two swords, and they have to rebring it back together to right. store magic. So mm-hmm. the whole thing is about the character Tila get like teaming up with heroes and villains years later and trying to re uh find the pieces of the sword. That's what okay. the show is. Okay. And uh yeah, it's weird. It's very unusual and the biggest criticism that I have with it was I didn't like the premise too much, but I it's see man, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the next couple episodes, and I really like the character buildups and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the final fifth episode, the fifth episode is just a rush to the finish, and it's just an episode of convenience. Okay. Yeah, it's just convenient point after convenient point of just rushing, mm-hmm. and uh, the voice acting is is so out of whack for me. Like the voices coming out of all the characters just don't match the characters themselves weird yeah Mm. it's really weird sarah michelle geller is tila and i like sarah michelle geller i like her as even a voice actress Mm -hmm. it just sounds like she's reading off a script like it just sounds like she's reading on paper and that's it it just doesn't feel like there's anything there and Mm -hmm. it feels that way for most of the characters and it just doesn't feel like those are the voices that should be coming out of those designs i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. and even to a point where I don't even think Mark Hamill is a good Skeletor. Well, he's barely in it. It sounds like uh, they do flashbacks. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that's in the trailer are flashback stories embedded throughout the episodes. OK, that makes sense, I suppose. But yeah, uh, everybody's voices just don't match up. But yeah, hmm. I was like, oh, well, they've got a lot of Hollywood talent and they've got some voice actors. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Hamill's been doing voice acting for third over 30 years. This is pretty cool. He just sounds like scruffy Mark Hamill. Oh yeah. He kinda, yeah. He sounds like old Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. He, there's not much Lee when Lee watched it and said, he just sounds like the Joker. And I was like, I don't even think he sounds like the Joker, but mm. Yeah, uh, it's a fast watch though, because it's only five episodes. It's it's two yeah. hours. It's it's an hour and forty minutes long, so, and I don't understand why they split it in half. Maybe because of COVID, but I don't know. So this is called Masters of the Universe Revelation. Yep. And then is the second half called He Man and the Masters of the Universe? Or no, is that something different. That's a that's gonna be a a young audience focused like cell shaded CGI cartoon that Netflix is doing. Right. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that as well. It's just called revelation. So this is just the first half of the first season or something. Okay. That's, that's disappointing. That's too bad. It it was disappointing to watch. It really was. Hopefully it picks up, I guess with the second half. I don't don't have faith. But Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the problem with having it in two halves. Cause like, I never watched the second half of the Ticks uh, first season and or the rest of it. I think they had another season. Uh, they just had two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And like just the just because the first half of the first season was so boring. 
Yep. But like, I just forgot about it. That uh, was and, my problem with Voltron. Netflix yeah. Voltron. I watched the first season and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then I think it took nine, six, nine, twelve months later for the second season. Mm. And it wasn't like it was scheduled out. It was just, okay, uh, here's this next season. And then six months to a year later, here's the next season. Mm. And this is the problem I have with binge watching. This is the problem I have with streaming shows releasing all their content at once. Yeah. I watch it all at once or within a day or two. And then a year mm-hmm. later, what am I going to do? Spend another four hours rewatching the first season to remember everything that happened a year ago? I don't have time for that. Yeah. And so I forgot everything. So I tried to get back into Voltron, but it was too difficult. It's like, I don't remember anything about this show. I watched it so long ago. Right. And, and yeah. And, and so it's hard to get back into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a mixed bag totally for me. Uh, <laughs> Lee and I chatted about it cause he watched it too. And he's like, the reviews are really good. And I said, <laughs> yeah, but I don't trust reviews for this kind of content because it's all the headlines are always like, this is the show that fans always wanted. This is the this is really for the fans. Here's the thing. This stuff is not unlike, say, the DC animated movies that all have 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And then you go and look at how many reviews that are six to ten. And I think I'm being kind with even going to ten. It's mm-hmm. comic book websites reviewing them. So, yeah, no, no, duh, that they're all 100 percent because. Yeah. Well, it's like viewing I, them. I was looking at uh, we were wanting to watch a movie. So I was, just, I was just like, I don't even know what, you know, has come out like as far as movies that I'd watch with my wife. Yeah. Um, and so I, I found a list of like the top the top mo- or basically all the certified fresh movies on Rotten Tomatoes yep. from the last year. And the majority, especially when you get up into the high 90s and 100 percent movies, mm-hmm. they're these like weird niche artsy films. And it's just like, yep. of course, they have 100 percent because only like four people maybe reviewed them and they're like movie critics who just love weird artsy films that and their video on demand. So they're not released in theaters or they're released with like 10 yeah. screenings. And so, yeah, some critics watch them and those are the, those are the movies that always do well by critics. Uh, you sent the trailer, I think, or the tra- or the poster for Nicholas Cage's pig. Oh uh, yeah. That came <laughs> yeah, out. That, that, weird. <laughs> that came out last week. Uh, it's oh, got a did? 93 to 97 percent. It's what? not a funny. It's not. It's not. We can. Uh, Willie's Wonder uh, House or whatever. It's. Yeah. It's a serious drama film. Yeah. That's what it looked uh, like. Yeah. It, well, it, it's got some campy scenes in the trailer and stuff, and it ends yeah. with Nick Cage looking like a crazy person going, "I'm looking for a pig." Uh, right. No, it's a completely serious film about hmm. like about like depression and shit like that. About Yo. like uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's yeah, the trailer. Not I don't want to say misleading, but people took that as like a meme and stuff like that. It's Nicolas Cage and a truffle pig. It's actually yeah. like an extremely serious melodrama. Hmm. Yeah, okay. it's hmm. really weird. And yeah, it's uh, hard to take Nicolas Cage in general seriously anymore. It's a great actor. He's just financially retarded. Right. So he just does anything for a paycheck, and he just yeah, keeps, yeah, yeah. needs to spend his money instead of just paying his taxes off. <laughs> yeah. And. But yeah, uh, I watched that. Uh, I watched last night. There were net. God, getting my Netflix money out of it. So the last month, I'm gonna have Netflix uh, for a long time. So I watched the good. Resident Evil anime series that Netflix produced and released. Yeah. Yep. I don't know that I know much about that. 
It's called Infinite Darkness. It's a CGI film. They've uh, Resident Evil has quite a couple CGI films, and oh, uh, they're straight from Japan. Uh, oh man, about, this has horrible reviews. Here's the thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, video game movie, but uh, yeah, well, good point. <laughs> two, two problems with it. Mm-hmm. The Resident Evil CGI films, which, by the way, I own all of them. Uh, <laughs> I own all the Resident Evil films. Yeah. Uh, it's in continuity with the video games, mm-hmm. so they're confusing if you're not a big if you don't play the video games. Uh-huh. And two, mm-hmm. it's a quote unquote TV show. Uh, what do you? Yeah, okay. Like it has a season. It has four episodes for the first yep. season, is what I see. Four episodes, twenty minutes long. That's an hour and twenty minute long movie. Yeah, that's that's not weird. a show. That's weird that they would cut that into episodes. Yep. I guess. Yeah, hmm. that's kind of my biggest problem with Netflix and some of these shows in general. The Transformer uh, TV shows that Netflix. Yep, is same thing. Six twenty minute episodes. That's a two-hour-long movie. That's a movie, yeah. not a show. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I just have so much beef with this kind of stuff, where it's and it's it's frustrating because I watched this and I was like, oh, what is this? Like twenty minutes long? I'm guessing this is like six, seven episodes. A four? Okay, is this <laughs> twenty minutes or is this an hour? Okay, it's twenty minutes. Whatever. And yeah. It's so frustrating. It's like this is just a movie. Like it's just an episodic show it's a show that's just one episodic story but it's a movie it's an hour and 20 minutes long just make it release it as a fucking movie yeah so is it uh it's it's a, is it in english i guess or dubbed either or you can oh, choose okay. i watch Rot- english I, okay. I i watch those in english i watch some stuff in in its actual foreign language but yeah uh i was also dicking around on uh so i i had a playing on americans uh a dub and <laughs> yeah uh, yeah well it's just another it's in continuity it's set between resident evil 4 and 5 and it's like mm. okay i do know some of resident evil's lore so i and i followed it just fine but yeah if mm-hmm. you're not someone who plays the video games and you don't know dick about resident evil yeah these aren't for you whatsoever yeah that's interesting yeah i mean and i i've not even followed the movies very well i think i saw like one two and four I don't know. Um, How many are there? There's, uh, God, what are there? No, I never even saw two. I think I saw one, and I, I forget. I know I've only I've only seen two. I saw yeah. the first one, and then the one where she's like traveling through the west somewhere. That's th- uh, is it desert? There, yeah, and she sets that's, like that's a three. Okay, three. She sets like a a, a flock of like ra- crows or ravens on fire with yep, her that's, mind. That's uh, that's extinct. That's extinction let me think resident evil resident evil apocalypse resident evil extinction resident evil afterlife uh well let me just break it up. uh mansion city desert la uh russia and shit uh six there's six resident evil Miljovic's movies and there is another resident evil movie coming out in september in the continuity with the movies Nope, reboot. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, with act when it stars characters actually from the video games instead of Paul W. S. Anderson giving his wife a lead role and creating an original character and making all the video game characters side characters. Yeah, that's good. 
Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I like the Resident Evil franchise to yeah. an extent. I don't play the games. I watch them mm-hmm. on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy the movies for just fun little piece of shit zombie films that they were. Yeah. Uh, so I'm yeah, more than excited to watch it. I like the cast of this movie a lot, so I'm looking forward, and I'm just kind of surprised there is no trailer yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even, I, I think out. I, now that you say it, I think I heard that something was happening, but then I forgot just because I haven't seen a trailer or anything for it. So yeah, that's exciting actually. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, yep. And hmm. oh, it got delayed to November now. It was supposed to come out in September. Well, that's not so bad. I mean, it makes sense. Everything's getting delayed right now. So yep. Whatever. Yeah, still won't do much. It probably won't make any money, but no, unless they uh, that's the film world we live in. What they need to do is do a horrible job, release a really bad trailer and then make everyone beg for like something specific and then fix it. And then everyone's going to be happy like Sonic. No, (laughs) absolutely not. No, I know. But wasn't, wasn't Sonic like that was received well, wasn't it? I don't know. I, like, I liked it. Okay. I didn't oh. like it because they redesigned it. I just liked the movie. It's harmless. It's fun. It's a good movie. Yeah. I don't get pissed There's off. a sequel coming. I didn't know that. Oh, God, yeah. 2022. Hmm. Yep. Sonic was a fun movie, and I, I didn't I didn't care. I, I think it's bullshit that uh, the internet got their way. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's just bullshit that we just listen to what the internet says now. Like we just cy- we just cyber bully studios to give us exactly what we want instead of letting creativity happen. Do I think the Sonic the original Sonic design was good? Fuck no. But <laughs> I don't think we need to be listening to the trolls of the internet. Yeah, well you're just teaching them and they get away with what they want. The funny thing um, is, is I watched a streamer talk about this on his podcast, and he even yeah. said, okay, who's happy for the Sonic movie? And he just was reading all these yes replies, and he said, okay, who's going to go see it? And nah. it's just a shit ton of yes, no's, and I'm going to watch it illegally. Yeah, that's the problem, is the people who are complaining are probably the people pirating it. Yep, exactly. Uh, man, Rotten Tomatoes just took a dump, and that website is not working right now. That's okay. Rotten Tomatoes is just a, like people think Rotten Tomatoes is the worst thing ever. It's just a collection of reviews with a percentage. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I don't take it too seriously. I just I was just perusing it. Like I, I, I use it basically for lists, I guess. And I don't take their review or like the the, the review percentage too seriously because I don't ever agree with either of them. But um, yeah. Did you do anything else, I guess? Was Bought an iPad. Oh yeah, you uh, replaced your broken i or technically bent, broken iPad. Bent up iPad. Yes, I did. I finally, so you, what did you get? I got the the latest. I didn't realize the new iPad came out like a month ago. Yeah, does it? I, I don't. Know I don't much follow about release dates for that stuff. I thought their stuff always came out in like November and things. There's October. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure. WWDC just happened a couple months ago, so that makes sense that the new iPad would be out. I yep, um. Yep. We usually watch that at work because it kind of affects us a little bit, uh, but I don't know. I usually kind of tune it out because I don't really care. Right. Well, I watched uh, I watched it. And, I mean, I got it. And then <laughs> Dexter and I were just talking about this after we saw Black Widow. We'll get to that, please. Forgive us. <laughs> um, 
it's uh i told dexter i said i have no interest in getting the new pencil because i like the idea that it has a charging port i don't like the idea that it's magnetized charging because mm-hmm. i don't trust magnets with electronics <laughs> and, and it's, just uh, a, it's just a coil and the magnet makes it it's fine I just don't like the idea, but uh, I told Dexter I would not get uh, the new pencil, and I finally was like, I need to get a new iPad, and so I went to Apple, the Apple app, and looked and stuff, and Dexter and I were just talking about iPads the other day, and I finally said, okay, how much is this? Uh, I can put this on, and I'll pay it off by Christmas. It's not that much, and so I got it ordered. It said, hey, we can deliver it for $10. Yeah, I think they just run it from the store. Yeah, and I kind of was like, for $10? We're already spending $800. No. And uh, <laughs> I, I know, right? Point. So yeah, I yeah. was like, I'll just go pick it up. And it said, oh, you can pick it up by six forty-five. Cool. And then yeah. I was looking over at my pencil on its charger, and I went, does the first gen even work with this? And I Googled it, and it doesn't. So then I had to go buy the new pencil. That's that's stupid that it wouldn't work. I mean, yep. how I different is it? What? How different is the pencil? Like, what changed? It doesn't look any different, but right. we'll be in like, oh, you have to buy another one. Yeah, and uh, so I picked that up. I got there and said, hey, I forgot to buy a pencil. Can I get a pencil, too? Because I actually tried to order one and it said like a day or two. And I was hmm. like, bullshit. The Apple store is yeah. actually really open now. And yeah. so I went there and he brought it out and I said, hey, can I get a pencil as well? And he's like, oh, sure. And so then yeah. they brought that out to me and they're like, do you want the insurance protection? Uh, I was like two hundred dollars. Absolutely not. And yeah. uh, uh, then I think Thursday or yeah, Thursday, I went on Amazon and I looked at cases because I really need a case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel right holding a naked iPad whatsoever. It's weird. Yeah. I, yeah, people are crazy that they don't get cases. So oh, I ordered a case for, oh, my God, like $15. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, better than the Apple, like, $100 cases. Yeah. And it's got also got a pencil holder and stuff that'll charge as well. So I picked that up. Uh, that arrived yesterday. It's a nice case. So did you get a – sorry, did you get an iPad Pro? Yes. Okay, so you have it's got the new M1 chip. That's nice. I'm sorry. What did you say? It's got the their new chip, the M1. Sure. So that's it's fast. It's a uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a nice chip. It's good. <laughs> I don't know the specs. I just really needed it for my art and stuff like that. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. like I'm still using my bent iPad for recreational stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it still works. It's four years mm-hmm. old, but it still works fine. It's just bent, and it like light starts coming in from the sides. Oh so, yeah. Uh, I use that one for watching movies and videos and stuff like that. And this one is strictly for work, essentially, mm-hmm. for my children's book and mm-hmm. for art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It takes getting some use to because it's a little smaller. Oh, weird. Uh, and, yeah, it, well, it's a smaller iPad. It's not the – I have the big 12-inch one. Okay, and you got the 11 then? Yes, I got the okay. 11. So it's a little smaller, so it's a little hard to get used to drawing on it. And yeah. it's always picking up my palm, the bottom of my palm. Oh, Yeah. Yep, so I'm probably going to have to pick up some of those fingerless drawing gloves mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so it doesn't keep registering. But yeah, I'm keeping this one strict. There's no streaming apps on it. Uh, there's no mm-hmm. games or anything. It's I, I'm signed in on a couple things for it, but I'm strictly using this just for uh, my to, to, to drawing and things like that. And most importantly, no porn. Just leave it all off. How do you feel about the, the shape of it? Because it's like squared off now, isn't it? 
I think so. It's a little squared off. It's thick. That's what I liked about this. Like, it's thicker. Yeah, okay. So that made me happy because my I have the first-gen iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why it's bent, because it's super thin. Yeah. Like, I'm glad Apple kind of backpedaled and said, yeah, let's make these things kind of breaks. Y- yeah. Well, yeah, they're like uh, the edges are square instead of like tape, like the weird tapering that they had before or even rounded, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a better machine. Like, ju- it just looks nicer to me. I like the design, the new design, the, I guess. But the USB-C charging port is a little annoying because yeah. I don't have anything any. I don't have my uh I my iPhone is a couple years old. All my Apple, mm-hmm. my old iPads and Apple products are older, so it all has the last generation charger. Yep. And Apple finally said, "Let's conform," and made it a USB-C charger. It's nice that they're getting more universal. Like Bill Gates is, or no, uh, Steve Jobs is screaming in hell right now because of it. <laughs> but it's but Tim nice Apple's that they're the getting one making the money now. Yeah, it's nice that they're making they're being more universal with their outputs. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's nice that that is a universal thing, but like I uh I literally only have one object that uses it and it's my new Apple computer that I got for work. Yeah. Uh and otherwise I have nothing that uses it. So like it, it, I guess it's we're still in that weird in-between stage where you have to get a dongle for everything. Kind of. I have an adapter for that's an old USB that I plug in to mm-hmm. uh, use chargers. Uh, my switch is USB C. That uh, that brick charger that you gave me for Christmas is USB C. Oh, nice! I didn't realize that. Yep. Yay! Uh, so I have some things that are USB C, but not many things. Mm-hmm. I still have the regular charger port, micro USB, or the whatever the last apple charger port was so yeah it's a little it takes a little getting used to but i appreciate that they're getting more universal oh for sure yeah that is nice because they just refuse to now that said that's not to say if you buy a third-party cord you plug it into it it's not going to go not compatible like they always do yeah or even just randomly with their own charging thing you plug it in and it says that so whatever apple apple getting better (laughs) still making shitty charging cords yeah uh well that's cool that's exciting did you have to buy procreate again no no i just signed into my apple account and all my all my apps were already accessible oh nice do you have procreate yeah, I bought it, uh, but our iPad is mostly for the kids, and so I just I don't get a ton of time. Like I just I don't know I don't use it very much, and I didn't realize when I bought it that we were going to be sending the iPad with the kids to daycare, and so then I never had it. Like it was just it was only ever at my house on the weekends, and oh. I just so I bought it thinking like I'm going to be drawing more on this, and I never did so. It's there. I can. I have a pencil or whatever, like a third party one that worked fine, honestly. Um, It's worth digging into and and practicing on it. It's a great program. It's better than Photoshop. Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, and just being able to draw with a pencil instead of with a mouse or a trackpad, I guess, is what I was interested in. Um, Just because, like, I haven't really drawn since college, like for Mm -hmm. classes. Yeah. 
so otherwise I like I'll do loose sketches, but then I usually draw stuff, yeah, in Illustrator or whatever on the computer, and it's, I, I mean, that's not really my job, and so I just I don't do it a lot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I would like to. Um, but anymore, I'm just more focused on woodworking, I guess. And anyway, so. Yeah. But um, I guess yeah. I mean, that's uh, for me. This last week, I finished up uh, woodwork, or the last couple weeks, I finished up a woodworking project. And had that. It's on my Instagram. Uh, it was a Jenga box for a wedding, so that was nice. I guess all the ladies were telling Kelsey that that I'm quite the catch, so that was nice to hear. Um. But other than that, like I was expecting like somebody's grandpa to be just sitting there and just like nitpicking it, but that never happened. Um, but other than that, no, I got a cutting board I need to make. Uh, it was funny. I went to the store today and uh, I was going to buy probably some walnut or maple, I guess. I don't know. And the guy was just like, you know, some of these exotic woods, because uh, at the wood the woodsmith store where I go, uh, they have like this little tiny section of exotic wood, which has things like zebra wood, which is like twenty four dollars a board foot, whereas like walnut, which is expensive, is like fourteen, fifteen dollars, maybe sixteen. It's kind of expensive. Uh, and then I knew I ended up looking at um, I forget what it's called now. Uh, I can't remember. It's just a, it's a really red wood. It's like very red. Uh, and it was like half the price. It was crazy. I spent like 30 bucks total. And, and whereas I feel like I walked out of there with Walnut with the same amount, uh, like a couple months ago and I spent $80. So that was nice. Um, man, I cannot think of what that is called. Oh, well, um, but yeah, I don't know. Other than that, uh, for TV shows, I watched uh, Ted Lasso, which you don't seem to recognize. So oh. it's a uh, it's the show that Jason Sudeikis is on now nope. on Apple TV. Don't Do you know, know who, who Jason? That is. Oh, he's from SNL. Uh, he was nope. married. I don't know if they were married, but he was with Olivia Wilde. They were together. Oh. And then we... they got a they got a divorce this last year. No, they didn't, did they really? Oh, yeah, she's with, um, oh, I only know this because of people at work, uh, Harry Styles? Yeah, of divorced last year. Yeah. Uh, well, the funny thing that's not so funny, actually, so, uh, Ted Lasso, it's the only good show on Apple TV, like, literally the only good show on Apple TV, completely worth getting Apple TV for it. Uh, the first season is 10 episodes, uh, 20 minutes each. So yeah, five hours, about five hours to watch. Um, and it's really good. It's about a, an American college football coach for like low level college team. Uh, they win this championship, his like first year coaching. Uh, and so then this English soccer, so football team in England hires him to be their head coach because uh, the guy who owned the team gets a divorce and his ex-wife then gets the team as part as part of the uh, the divorce. And so she just wants to run it into the ground because she hates him. She hates her ex-husband so much. Uh, and so as one of her ways of doing that is she hires this American football coach to coach a, an English football team. And so everyone's just expecting him to suck. And he's not like a good, he knows nothing about soccer and that's Jason Sudeikis. Um, but he's just a really good coach, like in general. And so he's just good at like, uh, 
uh, talking to the team and like uh, figuring them out and, and like showing them how to be good players just in general. And then it's his assistant coach that like actually learns how soccer is played basically. And so it's the, the assistant coach is more like the actual like coach as far as like trying to teach them or help them, you know, do good plays and stuff. And then Ted Lasso, the, the head coach, he's mostly just like trying to make sh- like get team unity and stuff. But the first season, it was really good. It's a very wholesome comedy, I guess. Like uh, Ted Lasso is like almost annoyingly wholesome, like just super positive guy um, and like almost annoying. But like somehow it's pulled off and like you actually like the guy. He's not annoying um and just the way he deals with everybody and with all the like just weird situations like he he just handles everything really well but then the thing is and this is what's the sad part maybe about the show is that in the show so here's the major spoiler i guess uh he gets a divorce so like the whole reason why he ever agreed to go coach in england is because in his marriage back in america they were his marriage wasn't going well and so he he, they they were going to like try having distance anyway so he was like okay i'll just go coach in england and then that will give us the distance to kind of see if it helps the marriage out um and it does not and so i don't know it's like halfway through the first season like they actually actually uh yeah they get a divorce um and then the rest of the se- uh, the rest of the yeah the season is him kind of dealing with that while also trying to get the team there's some problems with the team obviously because it's otherwise there wouldn't be a plot um and by the end like the the of the first season the owner lady like admits that she was trying to sabotage the team and see, she was sabotaging him the whole time um in different ways and they end up um then they end up if they win the last game or no, if they tie the last game, they just get last place. But if they lose, they get relegated, which means they go down to like uh, one more tier. Like so they go from, I guess, as far as like the way as any as anything that I can understand, like it'd be the, the difference from like uh, the Chicago Cubs going down to the Iowa Cubs level. So they go down to triple A basically. Um, and so by the end of the first season, they lose and they go down, they get relegated. So then the second season is then going to be them. I'm assuming winning that championship or winning that league and then getting promoted back to the league that they were in before. Um, but yeah, the first season of the second or the first episode of the second season just came out yesterday and it's very good. I'm very excited about this show and it's a one episode a week thing. That's what Apple TV does. So I don't know. I'm excited about it. It's uh, it's stinks, I guess, that it's being drawn out too much. But I, I'm, I'm glad that we can't just binge it, I suppose. But yeah, the first episode, it, like 20 minutes flew by. Um, but so far, so good. I'm excited. Um, but it's one of those shows, too, that like I, anyone who's I, I know that has seen it has enjoyed it. Like if you've if I didn't spoil it too much, I guess it's. Oh, I'm uh, never going to watch it. No, I, well, yeah, for anybody else, I guess. <laughs> but no, it's uh, there's not a lot of actual soccer. I mean, obviously, soccer is going on, but like, it's not like you have to sit and watch a game or anything. And whenever there is a game, like plot points are being done, and so like, the actual like, there's not a lot of actual sport 
I mean, I presume it's probably the equivalent of how Baywatch wasn't really about watching bays um, or wasn't really about lifeguarding. That's what that show was about, technically. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a good show. I like it. It was funny. And I look forward to this rest of the season. Other than that, I'm trying to think what I've been doing. Um, just watching more Kim's Convenience. Otherwise, um, eh, that's about it. Not a lot going on over here. So, um, want to talk about Black Widow? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, okay. Last weekend we went to go see Black Widow. Um, I don't know. I, I went into the movie. I don't think I knew any spoilers other than she doesn't die. Obviously, for obvious reasons, because it's a prequel or it's a she dies. not in this movie. She dies. We know she, she dies. Credit, ending credit scene is at her grave. That's so she true. Dies. She is dead at the end of the movie. Good point. Um, But no, I didn't know anything about it other than just who, that her family was uh, who they were, I guess. Like, I, I mean, I guess I didn't really know who her mom was. I knew she was like a Russian spy or something. Um, And then I knew her sister was what apparently is called the widows. Um, and then her dad was the crimson dynamo, which is no, is it red guardian? I red guardian. Yeah. Crimson dynamo is just a way better name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. Did, uh, I guess for you going into it, did you know much? Yeah. I read the whole plot like a week before. It came <laughs> I don't give a shit about spoilers. Well, I didn't. I don't know that I really cared. I just, I when we were no, there, I, I just I ruined everything like, for me. Anything. So. Yeah, I usually look. I usually end up looking into something unless it's, I don't know, something really big. I just, I didn't feel like this was that big of a thing, and so I don't think I really cared. But like, I just realized, like, even just through Twitter, like, I didn't hear anything. Like, nobody was talking about it. It was weird. Just nobody cared. That's the thing. I, yeah, and I guess uh, from what I saw, too, it had a huge drop-off in the box office. Like, the first weekend opened huge, and then by the second weekend, no one was watching it. It's weird. That's usually what happens with movies anymore. You make all your money back. Yeah, got to make all your money back in the first 24 hours, if not your movies. Yeah, are- just generally speaking, I think Marvel does better than that. This is, like, probably the biggest flop for Marvel, which... I mean, it was also put off for like. Eight years. Uh, might still be Hulk or Thor: The Dark World. Okay, those were bad movies. That's a good point. But th- this is way better than those movies. <laughs> I don't know. And so that's the thing. I don't know. But so to talk about it, I guess we can probably go through the plot uh, and kind of handle it the same way we usually do. Um, so, do you want to give uh, the synopsis? I guess. Uh, it takes place uh, a couple weeks after in uh, Civil, War? Civil War in 2016. Uh, Natasha's on the run from Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. Goes tries to go into hiding. Discovers uh, that the Red Room that she, the assassin organization she was part of in Russia, is still operating, and so her sister, who is still an agent in it called like it's called the red room all the agents are called black widows hence why natasha's name is the black widow kind of makes it's weird that she would keep that moniker though well nobody really ever calls her that though really do they throughout throughout all the movies does anyone ever call her black widow 
I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think uh, they do. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, and so she teams up. Her sister's still part of it. She's under a new programming, which is mind control, but she gets free from it. And pretty much the movie is her reuniting with her family in a way, like her adoptive family that she had when she was the, younger. Like, spy assigned family, yeah. Yep. And trying to take down the Red Room. And yeah. That's about it. Uh, I don't know if we need to go like play by play with it. Movie's no, still not pretty fresh and everything. Uh, still re- recently out, um, especially because I recommend it. So I don't want to get too ro- spoiler in details. Yeah, with it. no, that's a good point. Like it's still in the theaters. You should definitely go see it. Basically. Yeah, I recommend it. Or pay the thirty dollars on Disney. Is it thirty? I thought it was twenty 30 bucks. Thirty dollars yeah. still cheaper than getting a babysitter and buying popcorn. Yeah, and well, because the thing was, is uh, for both of us to go, no food. It was twenty dollars, just ten dollars even for each for the for theater. We went to. It, well, it was a five o'clock. So was that still a matinee? I believe anything before six o'clock is matinee. Okay, so I guess it was a matinee. Um, I mean, I got a. I I was definitely gonna get something to eat. Uh, so I got a. I mean, but because I signed up for the thing that day like i got a free medium popcorn which was the size of my head mm-hmm. um so i don't know how much that normally would be i'm guessing five at least five bucks probably more oh hell no that thing's probably like nine dollars oh jeez i got a soda so, yeah, right there. 650 got, so okay right there we're spending almost 40 dollars between us uh yeah we should have just i mean yeah i think if they keep doing that which i doubt it would almost i i was actually thinking it'd be, probably be worth it just to like yeah, get it, rent it, and watch it at one of our houses. But yeah, you get it for I think you get it for like twenty four hours or something like that, or forty eight hours. Oh, really? And, or maybe you get it for a while. I don't know how long Disney Plus keeps there. You get to rent a movie on Disney Plus. Yeah, I guess and, worth uh, looking into. But yeah, no. Uh, anyway, th- it, like we're saying though, this movie is completely worth getting uh, or I, watching. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, uh, it's not perfect by any means. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> but you know, it was kind of refreshing to go see a comic movie after two years. And, yes. Uh, it was nice because I was, uh, I think pretty much everybody felt that way to an extent, which was Endgame felt like it was just completely like, uh, gassed everybody. And so it was yeah. nice to get a break from them, even though Spider-Man came out after that, but yeah, uh, Spider-Man. I was not really that. We we went and saw that in the theater, but I was not you really liked it super way more than I liked it. I I was miserable no, no. watching. No, I that. I liked it a lot. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed Spider-Man: Far From Home, but I was not ex- I was not as ex- as excited to go see that as I had been with the other movies. Yeah, and so it's it was nice to get this break. It felt, but and going to this really, it felt more like going to go see like Iron Man and Thor back when everything kind of started, mm-hmm. um, which I think is good. Like things don't feel so as dire like as like Endgame felt, I guess, and like it didn't feel like this weird giant event that I was like compulsory to go to. Um, it's a standalone movie essentially. I mean, yeah, it picks up nice. after Civil War, but. It's a decent standalone film. Yeah, know, which, which that's what you get when the character, the main character's dead. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah, and and I think that's still how you know yeah, like Iron Man and the first Captain America, like that's really what those were too. They were standalone movies because they only had that character in it. 
And so, I mean, then you start getting to Captain America Civil War and like I I often forget that it's Captain America Civil War. It feels more like Avengers Civil War. And everyone says and I I don't agree with it at all. I still think I Captain still America, think it's sure. Yeah, I still think it's a solid Captain America movie with just everybody else. It just has everybody it. in it. Yeah. I just I forget that thinking back on it. Like when you're watching it, yeah. It's a solid Captain America movie because it's focused on him. But there's a lot of other things going on with a lot of other characters. And so it's just I think that's the thing, though, like with the solo movies, I like it when they just focus on that character more. Um, it, I mean, that's basically what Spider-Man was like, in all honesty, too. Like I, the my main concern or not concern, my main critique of the Spider-Man movies is how much Iron Man is in them and how much I guess in those in Far From Home. Uh, um, Nick Fury was in it. You mean Talos? Right. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> which that's the biggest problem with that movie too. But no, the biggest problem with that movie is that it was Nick Fury, and then during post production, well, they realized yes. how stupid it would be for Nick Fury to trust Mysterio, so they went back and shot a scene of Nick Fury revealed to be a scrawl because. Yeah they thought that it was too dumb for Nick Fury to trust Mysterio. So they had to make it a different character. To be fair, that was dumb. Cause that's what I was thinking during the movie. I'm like, Nick Fury would never be on board with this, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. So back to black widow. Uh, yeah. So I guess, um, going into the, going into like, kind of what we usually do. Like, so what are your favorite uh, characters. Um, I know for me it was uh, now I can't think of her name. The sister, uh, Yolanda. Yelena. Yelena. She was probably by far my favorite character in this movie. She's the best character in the movie. Yeah, and so I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad that it, they're obviously doing. I think she's going to be in the Hawkeye series. She is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm hoping then then that I mean that that means she's probably going to be replacing Black Widow as Black Widow, uh, or Scarlett Johansson. Um, That's a big question. We don't know what this is building toward. Yeah, we don't know We really don't know. Even after Iron Man 1, we knew that Avengers was coming. But we we don't know what's coming now. We have no clue what's coming now. Like, we do not know. Is there going to be a new Avengers team? Is this going to be young Avengers? We we just don't know. So we don't know where all these characters are going to get put together and this and this movie did nothing to help clear that up but they're it's clear that they're going to be using uh yelena more uh which is exciting because she was a great character uh very good actress Um, oh yeah florence Pooh is wonderful yes and uh just the whole movie like her she was very quippy um and just a very good like little sister uh for natasha it was great um but other than that, too, I think the only uh, the the only thing else that really stood out to me as far as like a specific character or maybe actress was at the very beginning when they were children, the whole time we're, I'm watching it, I'm just like, that's not the, the actress that they got for uh, Natasha. And maybe this is a different type thing, but uh, the actress that they got for the young Natasha, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, she looks nothing like Scarlett Johansson. She looks more like Mila Jovovich, to which I found out later it's Mila Jovovich's daughter. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Is it? No, I don't think it is. If it's not, she should be. It's not Meliovich's daughter. It's, uh, uh, oh, wait, is it? 
Yeah, it is her. Okay, she I didn't said, know yeah, that. They, she's a spitting image of her mom. Well, she played young. Well, she played young Neil, young uh, Alice in uh, uh, in the last Resident Evil movie. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, she like ever Anderson. I guess I didn't realize that that was their daughter. I thought it was just some an actress model that looked very strikingly. Uh, yeah, she looks just like her mom. Like, yeah. she hauntingly looks identical to Mia Jovovich. And, and that was bothering me the whole time in that intro. Uh, like, she looks so much like Mia Jovovich. She does. And, I, guess I did not know that was her, that was her and Paul W.S. Anderson's oldest daughter. I had no clue. I just, I recognized her from the last Resident Evil film, mm-hmm. but I did. I thought it was just someone. Cause I kept going, why does this girl look so familiar? Like, she oh, just yeah. looks, it, it, she looks uncanny. And then I think by the end of the opening flashback, I was like, that's the red queen from resident evil. She doesn't look anything like Scarlett Johansson. She looks like Mia Jovovich. And as she gets right. older, she looks more like her mom. Uh, and so, yeah, I did not know that myself. Hey, I just found that out. I'm going, no, she doesn't. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ever Anderson who, yeah, I had no clue that she was, uh, she was there. It makes, makes sense. Cause yeah, she looks like a clone of her. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. Other than that, like I was looking forward to David Harbour being in it. Um, I I think he did a great, a great job with his character. I just didn't care for his character. Um, and other than that, he really uh, kind of sucked. He has no redeem. He has no redeeming qualities about him. I don't give a shit about his yeah. little sob story. Going, uh, like he, he admits he's selfish, and it's like, oh, okay, he admits it. So what? I get called an asshole, and I just say, yeah, I am. So what? Yeah, yeah. He didn't really redeem himself ever. No, that's a good he's point. He's a glory yeah. hound, and they call him a glory hound. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Like he's he's completely self centered. He doesn't. Uh, okay. That's a criticism with this film. Uh huh. Nobody has an arc. The Milena, like, the mom, she kind of comes around. She, she just does. That's the but thing. like they never explain like the, like it's never obvious that there was like a, a change in her mind. No, However, no, it, it's there, just there was seeing a, them and talking to them makes her go, "Oh, I just sold you guys all out. Sorry." Yeah. Uh, I guess Natasha in the loosest sense of the definition of an arc accepts that her fake family is her family, but whatever. Yeah. Well, after she's like confronted with the fact that her real mom is dead. So she yeah. kind of has to. <laughs> yeah. Even though she currently, even though they keep accusing her of already having a family, which is the Avengers. Uh, yeah. Which, she comes around yeah. But yeah, okay. that's probably the biggest issue with this movie is nobody has a, nobody truly has a character arc and grows. Yeah, um, especially considering that Natasha can't grow because she's already a good person. Yeah. And she has to lead into uh, Infinity War. Yeah, because like they can't do they really can't do anything with her because if they do nope. anything, it has to lead into the movie, which they kind of the, the nice thing is, is they they explained where she get her vest she, or where she gets her vest from. She gets it from her sister. I asked because, about that. But, <laughs> really? Nope. What? I was gonna say, are you serious? Yeah, it's just like one of those things. Like, who gives a crap where she gets her vest from? But yeah, what? It, it, but I mean, and the thing though is, is like they they did make a good fun joke out of the vest, and so like whatever. But I don't know. And the the other thing too that that I I don't know. I enjoyed the character, but he also kind of bothered me that he existed because I. 
because they he's never brought up previously or like i mean in the in the history of the movies i guess so like are you talking about her friend zone the ot i guess his name is mason there we go it's played by ot rick mason yeah Bag- yeah this Bag- guy Benley? that's a weird name comic book <laughs> character yeah uh okay he's, friend- he's mr friend zone is that his name no, but that's what he is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and everyone has to be friend zone with Natasha because she won't have a relationship with anybody. What uh, the fuck is this? He's the son of Tinkerer. Wait, what? He, like in the comics? He, yeah, he's the son of the Tinkerer, Spider-Man villain who was in uh, yeah, yeah. Homecoming. Well, he, wait, wait, wait. So he, is he supposed to be the son in the movies or just in the No, comics? I'm pretty sure he's the same age as the guy who plays Tinkerer. Right, right. It's, it doesn't I mean, make sense. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, in the comics, he's the son of the tink- of the villain Tinkerer. I guess that would make sense. So, okay, so for the people who are still listening to this and haven't gone and seen it yet, um, this is a character who basically Natasha and her sister use him as well. They call him up whenever they need something. So like, uh, it, they basically like they need um a house to stay in, a safe house. So he acquires a safe house, and like it seems like he has safe houses like in major cities, but then like he, for Natasha, he bought like a trailer, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I he's, a former, he's a former shield agent. Okay. That makes sense. And so then, yeah, he, he, well, and then like she asked for a jet at one point and he gets them a helicopter and he's like, you didn't give me enough time or, or whatever. And then by the end of the movie, he gets her, he's like, see what happens when you have enough money and enough time. And he gets her a Quinjet mm-hmm. and, and then and then she says she's going to go free her friends from prison. So that explains yep, why they're not in prison anymore. Yeah, except for the ending credits scene of Steve Rogers breaking them out of prison. I'm sure she helped. She wasn't there. She flew the plane. Do you know what <laughs> do you know what uh, this dude's name is in the comics? Mason. Agent. Oh, he's just called Agent. The Agent. That's his that makes, comic book name. That makes sense. If he's a former agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I mean, it's very meh, but it makes makes sense, I guess. I like that everyone calls this guy. His description in the movie is Natasha's uh, love interest. Who? This guy in the movie. His description for the movie is Natasha's love interest. In what way? Yep. Like, they're just really good friends. Yep. Like I said, he's Mr. (laughs) Friend Zone. Huh. Weird. Yep. And he's just, like, always sleeping whenever they find him. Yep, that's his gag. Which is just like, how is he not dead? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, I don't know. Other than that, um, I guess, so, yeah, who, what are the characters that you liked? I, I don't know if we covered that. Yelena, that's it. Okay. Um, There's yeah, not much other, else. Other than that, yeah, you get you have, I guess, Thunderbolt Ross, who is just Thunderbolt Ross in this movie. He's barely in it. He's annoying. Yeah, top build. Top, uh, one of the top bills. And, and it's he's William in, Hurt. He's, he's a big yep, name. It's William, it's William Hurt. I mean, he's been in a slew of Marvel movies now, which is good, but... Which I hope yeah, that means they're they're going to bring in the Red Hulk soon, but probably uh, not. They're not going to do that. They're not going to touch Hulk shit. I think that's I think that's Paramount shit, so they're not touching it. Oh, really? They, oh, man. I thought they had the rights to something still. I okay. don't know. They've very much been... They've been so ginger with uh, anything Hulk-related. Well, because I thought we got Planet Hulk in a Thor movie. Right. 
Yeah, hence why we've never got a sequel to Hulk because Paramount owns the Paramount has the sequel rights to Hulk. And they refuse. They can't do anything without with them without Marvel, and Marvel refuses to do it because they don't want Paramount to have get any money off of it. Oh, so that's weird. Then why are they working with Sony? Oh, well, because it's Spider Man. (laughs) Spider Man's the only franchise. It's the only franchise character they don't own. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, but yeah, yeah, Marvel owns Hulk. But Paramount has sequel rights to it. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel that's like why they don't make, they never made more sequels to the Incredible. That's interesting. Hulk. Like even that, after Mark Ruffalo kind of blew up as Bruce Banner and stuff and was loved, yeah. they still don't make Hulk sequels. And the reason because Paramount has some kind of tie-ins with that, and Marvel yeah. doesn't want to. Marvel doesn't want to make a movie with Paramount because they get the money and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Sony, it's a it's more more paperwork about it yeah. whereas with paramount it's more cut and dry mm. so uh yeah they just stray away but i don't know what the whole story is with a lot of the hulk's characters but they just don't use them they don't even put them in stuff thunderbolt ross came back which was good yeah it's well, not it's like we've seen hulk's supporting cast in anything mcu related past the incredible hulk yeah i'm just trying to think i think i saw somewhere that well, like, what team is Red Hulk on in the comics? I can't remember. He's dead now, so I, I don't think uh, Avengers. Whenever he feels like it, no, like Red he, Hulk. I don't believe Red Hulk exists anymore. I th- he's well, no, uh, but he was in. There's a comic he was in, uh, and I feel like they've they've introduced a lot of characters from that com or from that. Uh, Offenders? No, I couldn't tell you. Oh, the Thunderbolts. No, they haven't touched any of those characters. You're right, they haven't. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, not yeah, now that you bring that up, not a single character from Thunderbolts has yeah. in the MCU. Uh really? I'm trying to find a list of them. I can't even find one. Apparently they deal with Zemo a lot, so that make sort of make sense, but hmm. Whatever. Anyway, um other than that. I'm trying to think if there's any other characters that really stood out to me. I mean, it's just Yelena just really stole the show. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Scarlet Witch was pretty. Uh, she was fine, no. I guess. Yeah, look at this crap. Taskmaster's a current member, but he's not a founding member. Winter Soldier, Black Widow, none of these oh, yeah, are founding members. Norman Osborn, not a founding member. Scourge, not in the movies. Moonstone, not in the movies. Songbird, not in the movies. Batrock the Leper is a former member, but I don't think he was a founding uh, member. He can't be in F- it anymore. Figment, <laughs> Grizzly, Manbull, Mr. Fear, Mr. Hyde. Star- None of these are MCU characters. Well, they're real D-list characters, too. Yep. Well, Thunderbolts aren't really anything special. They're kind of a joke. But that's probably the Yeah, point. I'm looking yeah. at a group shot of them, and the only one that's in there is Batrock and uh, Taskmaster. Which... Batroc's already been dispatched, so we can't have him in anything anymore, yeah. which I'm we pissed about. We ain't getting Mr. Hyde in a fucking Marvel movie. And then, I mean, Taskmaster, I, so I kind of forgot Taskmaster was in this movie. Uh, yep. bar- barely in it, really. Um, the only so- Russian actor in the movie about <laughs> Russian spies, and she does, <laughs> and she has three barely words speaks, in the whole movie. She has maybe. three words. Is he gone? That's yeah, like fucking line in the movie. Beth, I I like Dexter. Didn't know too much about Taskmaster. No, I, I do because of Deadpool. And mm-hmm. I was telling Dexter that 
Taskmaster is a joke. It's kind of a nothing character. Uh, but he works great with Deadpool because his whole gimmick is, I don't know if it's a superpower or if it's just a heightened senses or he can mimic anyone. And that's kind of the, the role of this in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but works great with Deadpool because of Deadpool's insanity. Can't mimic him because he's too random. Yeah. Which that, that works with the character. Now this, uh, what did we do? We saw Taskmaster fight for 30 seconds with Natasha and about 20 minutes in the movie. Then we saw Taskmaster drive around in a giant, uh, UA, okay. uh, UPC. Yeah. And then, or APC. And then we saw Taskmaster fight Red Guardian in a closed cell hallway and then, and then stomp around. Yeah. The, and the thing, too, with that character being since and it's not a he, it's a she uh, yeah. in the movie. And she gets or every single fight that Taskmaster's in. It's old choreography. Which I the only reason I, I recognize that too is because like one of my favorite fight scenes is from uh is it, it's uh, uh from Winter Soldier, it's when they first like when I think it's when you first like it's the first like major like big fight scene I guess with Winter Soldier like when they're out on the streets, mm-hmm. uh and he's fighting Captain America and he's like throwing his knife around and like catching like kind of tossing it catching it and trying to attack constantly. Uh-huh. They did that exact like knife move where like uh, I think where it's like switching hands, uh, yeah. kind of like doing a weird knife flip and catching it like yeah. exact same choreography from that. I recognize the same choreography from like uh, Black like she did a Black Panther move. Um, and it was just uh, like yeah, Black was, Widow tries to do her stupid weird leg flip thing to throw yep. someone on the ground, but it doesn't work. That's kind of straight out of Winter Soldier with she tried to do it to yeah. Bucky and she couldn't do it. I mean, it kind of makes sense that. Taskmaster can mimic people's fighting styles. Unfortunately, yeah, it's like the exact most, same choreography moves that, <laughs> and it also doesn't help that all of the choreography that you see in the trailers is in the movie. Like, like there's they not a, a lot big, of fighting. Yeah, they make a big deal about using the bow like Hawkeye. They use a yep. big deal about throwing the shield like Cap. They make a big deal about pulling out the claws like Black Panther. It's all in the trailer. Yeah, it. Like, there's no lengthy fight scene well, with and, that character, and it just kind of yeah. falls a little flat. And to be fair, like, I mean, she, Taskmaster was not really the villain, but it's just weird because they played up the trailer as if Taskmaster was the villain. All of, like, the bulk of Taskmaster scenes are in the trailers. Yeah, which, I don't know, I think it's fine. Um, I, I didn't feel like I needed Taskmaster to be the villain. I mean, especially after watching it. Like, oh, I think I was I was excited to see Taskmaster as a character, but uh, but then it, she just wasn't used well, and it's fine because uh, the the actual villain was interesting, I guess. Um, the uh, the uh, the fact that they held the actor in secret as Taskmaster kind of made me guess that wasn't a ama- wasn't. Uh, a big wasn't it was a secret but it meant yeah which was which was funny when they finally unmasked Taskmaster because it's just like who's that yeah (laughs) and then they kind of say who it is and it's just like oh okay I get it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and so it's just kind of it's kind of whatever because the thing is Taskmaster is also kind of chatty and this is a character doesn't talk yeah so So it's kind of a 
fall flat. And like with the ending of this movie, I told Dexter, I'm like, well, with Deadpool actually getting a third movie in the MCU now, don't know how that's going to work, but whatever. Yeah, be interesting. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of multiverse shit now with uh, the MCU, so it's probably going to be something like that. Uh, it would be kind of nice cool to pit that character. What? Yeah, sorry. I think I said what you were about to say. It would be nice if that kind of character came over with Deadpool to, because I, I think they would. Uh, Taskmaster is one of the few characters that I think works well countering Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Especially yeah. since we haven't really gotten that with the Deadpool movies. Well, and yeah, it, 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 there's not a lot of characters really in Marvel, at least even in the MCU, that are good Deadpool villain. Or, I mean, I mean, people for Deadpool uh, to fight. In the MCU? No. I don't know that we do. Like, in the X-Men, yeah, right sure. Now, no, because they're not touching mutants just yet. Right. And so until we get into mutants, Deadpool has no good adversary. I mean, other than maybe Thanos, who's gone. Um... Yeah, but they kind of fucked Thanos up with not doing death, so it doesn't matter. Right. And, so. I mean, so, yeah, I guess unless they're bringing in the X-Men or, I mean, Cable is a good person for him to fight as well. But, like, they, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, we're never seeing Josh Brolin play Cable again, which honestly I'm OK with. It's not that big <laughs> of a deal to me. But I can tell you right now, Ryan Reynolds is the only character for is the only actor that is trailing over to the MCU. Yeah, and well, that's going to be absolutely it. Yeah, and that's fine. I think it's um, great. Honestly, I I like Josh Brolin. I love Cable. I did not like Josh Brolin as Cable. I knew you weren't going to. I thought Josh Brolin as Cable was good. The portrayal was, was fine. What? It's, it's more like, well, I thought Josh Brolin did fine. I yeah. thought Josh Brolin did a great job. The problem is, it was just a fucked up Cable. That wasn't it wasn't it, an it was a horrible Cable. Yeah. It was a yeah, and that was my kind of beef with that with Deadpool two in general, which is you have an extremely comic book accurate version of Deadpool standing next to an extremely inaccurate version of Cable. Yeah, and one I have, so I have the Legends Marvel Legends action figures, I guess, of like very Liefeld Cable, like the comic book accurate Marvel Legends, and then I have the Josh Brolin Marvel Legends. And I mean, it's it's hard to recognize them as the same character. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, some things don't work. Uh, I don't think anything that Liefeld has ever designed would work with uh, live action. No, it wouldn't work at all. But uh, you could still do something. You could still do better than what they is, did. Which well, you I get Shatterstar and looks like a piece of shit. I liked um, what they did to Shatterstar in Deadpool too. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things that they kind of based the design of Cable off Ultimate Cable and that yeah, movie so it, it's interesting i mean the funny thing is people actually have drawn comparisons between mcu taskmaster and x-men origin wolverine's deadpool uh yeah no because uh, it's not both, an inaccurate assessment no because they're, they're both yeah loudmouth assassins who don't talk yep yeah <laughs> so, they're both yeah. loudmouth at assassins. least at least they didn't sew her mouth shut i guess yeah, I've heard people say that too. Uh, but I, I don't know, know that they to... could have gotten away with that. <laughs> right. 
no, 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 no. Change it to a girl. You don't do that. It's bad enough this movie, people are comparing it to Me Too and the main villain being Harvey Weinstein and stuff, which people can shut the fuck up over. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of politics. Oh, yeah, I get that. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I whatever. <laughs> fuck off. I don't care about that shit. Keep... A character can be a slime ball without being a comparison to an actual real world slime ball. <laughs> and, well, uh, and they never suggested that that character was like doing anything sexual. Like he he was just controlling, sexual, but he was taking advantage of the one resource that is unlimited in the world. Girls. A, 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 abandoned girls yes and but and i did find i guess i find that interesting that they like they literally i mean they don't spend a whole lot of time with that character you only really see him at the very end and it's just natasha and him yelling at each other and then they kind of fight um Uh, boy you want to talk about a plot hole yeah oh yeah 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 the fact that you can't physically harm him in close range because of his pheromones. They have a recept they have a inhibitor in their in their brains that in their not in their yeah. like smelling cavity that stops them from attacking him physically yeah. because of his BO. Okay, shoot him from a hundred yards away. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. and the and then the idea that by the only way to get around it is breaking your nose. It's just like you have to sever the nerve and she re she realigns her nose. But it's like, yeah, you very much repeatedly said you have to cut the nerve. Do you yeah. have nerve damage now? <laughs> sure. I, I mean, uh, I guess, Natasha yeah, ever she can't smell, smell or taste ever again. That's that stinks <laughs> for Black Widow. That's weird. <laughs> uh the movie's not perfect, but it's good. No. I mean, yeah, people are really pointing out all the times that she physically dies in the movie, but gets right back up, which. Yeah, I don't there care. Were, it's a comic book movie. Whatever. There were a couple of times you're just kind of like, what? OK, yeah, yeah. And it's just a comic book. You just got to remind yourself it's a comic book movie. It's fine. Yep. Which yep. Um, I mean, uh, there's there's fucking Norse gods flying around and shooting lightning at each other in uh across the across the planet so i don't care <laughs> yeah which I uh care. i mean speaking of plot holes too you brought up immediately after we left the movie uh the idea that uh the red guardian they go visit him in prison and he seems to know exactly what's going on he knows everything where everybody is and he's been in prison for 21 years yeah and he's been in prison since the mid 90s and apparently and Every, nothing changed well and, and i'm and just going no. like so specifically i guess spoiler uh he knows exactly where his uh pretend wife is and he it's obvious exactly. that they've not spoken since the airplane ride at the beginning of the movie exactly <laughs> and yeah she was and she was passed out and getting loaded on a chopper and they yeah. said they're taking care of him, and they sent him off to live like Stalin in Siberia in a prison. Yeah, and he and just, he gets oh, fan mail apparently, but apparently Russia had a famous super soldier that no one's talked about, and he's so so famous so that he gets fan mail in prison in Siberia. He gets action figures sent to him. It, well, in food, because uh, the the guards said, "Tell your fans we like more butter." Oh, you know that's stale as shit. That took like th- anything. Well, that's why they want more butter. That <laughs> would have taken like four months to get delivered, and 
Yeah, and yeah, he knows, and apparently, even in the middle of nowhere prison in Siberia, serving a life sentence, he knows Captain America dethawed. Well, I'm sure they get the news. No, they don't get news. You don't get news in that prison. You get hepatitis. Yeah, well, the thing, too, about that character, like, I'm surprised no that Russia made a super soldier serum either. Oh, well, he's the no, only. I guess he was he probably was given the same serum that Winter Soldier was. Never mind. Oh, that's a good point. Um, but Russia has super soldier serum. Never mind. Yeah, I, I always forget that that uh, Winter Soldier is technically Russian. Um, but yeah, Russian property, Hydra property commissioned out, given to Russian Hydra yeah. agents. Right. The thing, too, about that character, like, in just the way that he's written, it doesn't make sense to me that he wouldn't have already broken out. Like, he, he's completely oh. capable. He, he could have broken out. What? He'd probably freeze to death. What? I doubt there's vehicles out in that prison to escape from. Yeah, and I guess it's far enough away yeah. he wouldn't be able to. Because I was thinking, like, he could still, he could make it. Like, he, he I mean, he was a, he's an elite soldier, super I soldier. Think, like, he can make I fires. Think, no, I think he could get out. I just think he probably knows that he'd probably freeze to death in the in the eh, I suppose so. I mean, and he he was able to survive well enough in prison. Like he could. He, I mean, anyone if anyone tried to fight him, he he could take him. It was so, to the point in the movie where he was just breaking arms, uh, uh, arm wrestling people. Yep. Having Karl Marx tattooed on his knuckles, which made me laugh <laughs> so hard. That was so. Yeah, I, I saw the Carl, I think, on his hand. I saw the Marks. Okay, I, I saw Carl like, first. Yeah, no, 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 I saw Marks first, yeah. And then you leaned yeah, over. Yeah. Like, that was good. Because, yeah. like, that's that's random. Uh, uh, David Arbor did a good job. It's just... He did. It was just a horrible character. Right. Everybody performed very well. It's just kind of... I don't know. It, it, this is a movie that should have came out a long time ago. <sighs> Yeah, no, five years ago, and it didn't. And well, it, it should have come out when the movie takes place. Like it should have yeah, come it, out right it, after Civil War. It should have <laughs> came out in 2016, and it didn't. It was kind of stupid. It kind of felt like, well, uh, you know, we got to give Black Widow her due. It's like, yeah, she's dead though. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, speaking of which, I asked Lee this question. I'm gonna ask you. Okay. You haven't watched Loki. Uh, no, I have not. Loki deals with a lot of multiverse and time travel and uh, variant people. Mm -hmm. Does death merely matter to you anymore with Marvel? Oh, because in theory they could bring an infinite amount of of everybody. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess not because like I got uh, I've never actually accepted that Natasha's dead. Like, yeah, she's dead. But I guess I, in my head, it's just like, well, if they really want to bring her back, they can. Like, they can always write something. I don't think um, they can. Well, no, they can not in the sense of that it would be the Natasha that died. That no, Natasha no, it, won't, it's, it won't be the same Natasha, no. It, but they can bring in Black Widow. But you're going to have the same issues that, I mean, that they're having with Guardians of the Galaxy where um, Star-Lord, whatever his name is, uh, is having, like, weird issues with Gamora. Like, because she has no idea who he is. I hope I'm excited for Guardians when that comes out, because I just don't care anymore. I'm, I don't know. I, 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 it's so far away. It's like I'm not super excited, but I feel like once I see a trailer, I will be. That's kind of how I felt about Suicide Squad 2 or the Suicide Squad or whatever it's called. Um, 
I was not excited. I never even saw the first one. I don't care to go see the first Suicide Squad. But seeing that, the, seeing the trailer, I want to see it. Like the second one. Oh, okay. It just looks ridiculous, and so it I want to see it. And it comes out in a couple <laughs> weeks. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like that's the thing is Loki's really re- Loki revealed pretty much that there's an infinite amount of people uh, of the same people. I mean, yeah. Loki's back. Loki's alive. It's not the same Loki that died by Thanos, but he's aware that he died by Thanos. So kind of is he's a he, grown character. What? Yeah, didn't he experience basically everything? He watched that Loki's entire life. Right. And okay. So he Which knows exactly what happened. Uh, well, they show it to him. The TVA shows it to him. Well, it's just weird uh, that they would. I guess I don't know. I have not seen it. So they did it to show what a piece of crap he is, and that he's always oh, okay. destined to fail. Gotcha. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I'm curious. I don't know. The idea of infinite amount of possibilities now is kind of it kind of does feel a little moot. It kind of feels like, yeah, we can just bring anyone back now. We want. Well, um, I, I guess it, I they, feel like Marvel's going too far with these movies. Like they, they need to pump the brakes or reboot it or just the, start all over with the X-Men. The. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, the. um I the I, the introduction of the multiverse is I think the biggest problem with me and Marvel movies yeah. now. The introduction I I never wanted to believe they would go into the multiverse, but now we actually have but a Marvel are. movie coming out the mult coming coming out called the multiverse. So well, my, uh, multiverse of madness is that what's called? Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange. And so it's a little. It just I don't know. I'm hesitant about a lot of stuff. Uh, I. I'll stop there. I want to stop talking about it. I, I, don't want to talk, I don't want to spoil anything else really on our recording. So, but yeah, fair enough. I don't know. All in all, uh, we wanted to keep this a little shorter just because of the heat. So, but yeah, I'll just say I recommend the movie. I liked it a lot. It's sure. fun. It's not perfect, uh, but it is a middle of the road Marvel movie. It's probably it's in my it's it's in the middle. Far, uh, it's it's not in my top ten. It's in it's in the high teens. <laughs> How many Marvel movies are there? 24. Okay. 23, 24. I can't remember. Uh, I think it's 24 now. I think I think Spider-Man Far From Home was 23. I don't know. I feel like it would be in my top 10. Okay, that's cool. I I mean, I don't know. Like I don't I don't think looking back on all the movies, like I don't know that I care to watch Endgame or whatever like those big movies again like in the movies that i tend to like the most in marvel or in the mcu are these solo movies which is i kind of already said so i mean i I, winter soldier is still probably my favorite movie um Uh, my second civil war is real good which we're getting into like that that's probably the Civil War is probably my favorite one with like an ensemble cast, I guess. The Captain uh, America movies is the best. Captain America is the best trilogy. <laughs> really, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the best trilogy out of all of them. The, it, every single one is good, and mm-hmm. we've got quite a couple trilogies, and we got we got some yeah. more coming. Spider Man's trilogy is coming. Yeah, this year. But, um, but like Iron Man, the what was it? The second one, third one, second one's eh. Like it's okay. Third like one's the horrible. One. I like the second one. I hate that third movie. Yeah, the third one's horrible. The second one was okay, I guess. Like I don't know. It just it wasn't what I was expecting. I suppose I don't know. Um, and then yeah, Thor. Just the one with the elves was just weird. 
Um, it's fun, but it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It had a bad production. It, yeah, it just it, it it would have been a better TV show, I guess. Uh, it had a director who very much wanted to make a, his own movie, and Marvel said, "No, you have to it make our movie." That wasn't Kenneth Branagh anymore, was it? He did, he did the first did the, four, which I the, just found out the other day. I didn't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, he did the first one. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no clue. I watched the uh, I watched the assembled special about oh, Loki. Yeah. And uh, Tom Hiddleston talks about that. No, that yeah, well, because uh, Kenneth Branagh fought for Tom Hiddleston to be a. Yes, uh, yes he did. They yeah. were shooting. A, they were shooting a movie together, and mm-hmm. uh, they heard about Lo- they heard about Thor, and I guess Tom Hiddleston, uh, I, I, Branagh or Hiddleston, either or, they they lobbied for either or to be on it and stuff. I think like. Brent, Kenneth Branagh g- had it, and he was lobbying for Loki, from what I understand, or for. Whatever, yeah. um, which I honestly I think Kenneth Branagh being the director is what sold me on it initially because I like I like Kenneth Branagh just because of uh, his Shakespeare movies. Yeah, um, and that's what he was doing with Hiddleston at the time. Yeah, because yeah, Tom Hiddleston I think was a classic. Like he was doing a lot of like the classics and stuff. He was, and they were doing it together when they heard Marvel was putting together this mm. stuff. And well, yeah. well, no, wait, I believe Hiddleston auditioned for Thor at one point. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And that probably wouldn't have worked out, but uh, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I just did not know Kenneth Branagh was that because I know Kenneth Branagh. He does classical stuff, and yeah. he did a movie that I still haven't seen, but I want to. What's that? Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh yeah, I want to see that just because he plays uh, Hercule Poirot, and I love Poirot. Um, there's a masterpiece theater on PBS. There's a long-running series with that. Oh man. He's and he's Dave, Dave, David like, Suchet no. plays him. Anyway, um, but no, it, and the thing though about Ori- uh, Murder on the Orient Express, I've that's one of the few Poirot books I've actually read. It's not a good one. <laughs> it wasn't a, a widely huge movie, but it did enough to get a sequel that they're shooting at the moment. Oh, seriously? He's nice. directing it too and starring in it. Well, he better. Uh, I mean, he's the main character. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, so, he better uh, be in it at least, if not directing it. But that's interesting. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind watching it, I guess, knowing that there's going to be a sequel because that's my least favorite uh, storyline of that detective. Yeah. Um, it, it is an interesting story. It's just when you get to the end, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's who done it. Cool. Um, yeah, I read who did it and everything. I spoiled oh, okay. it. Okay. So, but I still want to see it. It reminds yeah, yeah, yeah. Me very much of Knives Out. And so, yes, yes, like this, this savant uh, uh, detective and stuff like that. That's what well, it very much reminds he's, me of. He's so. probably the original. Like, I wouldn't I would not be surprised if the Knives Out uh, uh, detective is based on Hercule Poirot. Sherlock or something. Yeah, it's. Well, yes, but detective. Well, the thing is, is he's very Frenchy uh, in Knives Out because he's from Louisiana. Yeah, he's right. Got, like Southern drawl. Yeah, um, and Hercule Poirot is Belgium, and he has a Frenchish like he sounds very French, um, and just the the way that they work, it yeah, it's very Sherlock's homey, Sherlock Holmesy, I guess, but um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, whatever, we're getting off track. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited about that movie. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, so sorry, I'm trying to figure out where we even got off track. But yeah, no, Captain America is like the only that. good trilogy. It is. It's the only solid one. Like they're all good movies, but 
it's the one that's really solid. But yeah, I know with Thor two, the director said he would never work with Disney again after making it Who because they just that. Uh, he's done quite a bit actually. I've seen some of his work. He's a he's a uh, uh, a longtime director, and they w- just would not let him make the movie he wanted to make. That's too bad. Yep. Uh, let me look. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm getting on the Wikipedia now. Uh, Alan Taylor. Yes, Alan Taylor did it. I don't even know who this guy is. Uh, oh, he did uh, Lost, West Wing, Six Feet Under, Sex in the City, Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire, TV director, and Mad Men. He did. He did uh, he did a Terminator movie after Genesis, that. Yeah. He, he has a small uh, theatrical filmography, but he's very prolific in film and in television. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said after working on, I mean, he made Genesis, which sucked, but yeah. uh, he uh, <laughs> he said very much that, yeah, he would not work with Disney after Thor because they just would not uh, let him be creative with it, which yeah, is which- a known problem with the mcu movies is yeah they are made by producers they're not made by filmmakers yeah which i mean it seems to be depending on the director and what the franchise is like they seem to get a little looser and then like i mean just because like with guardians of the galaxy uh uh whatever gun really like he kind of proved himself i I feel like until they let him do a little bit more they maybe um i know uh what was it? They've still stepped in. I know. Even, yeah. I know. Even Joss Whedon had to step in and tell Gunn not to use Thanos because Thanos was supposed he, to be the villain of the yeah. first Guardians movie. Uh, I don't remember who the villain of Guardians Two originally was. Oh, it, but I know it ended, they ended step, up being Ego. It ended up being Ego. I don't think they wanted to use his real dad, but I know that was also a Fox thing too where Fox wanted to use a character. Yeah. And uh, Fox wanted, oh, they wanted to alter someone's powers in, I believe it was Deadpool. Deadpool. I believe it was Negasonic Teenage Warhead. They wanted to change her powers, but they can't because the character is actually owned by Marvel, or they can't alter people's abilities. And Disney said, okay, but we want Ego. Right. And yep. so they made a they made a deal there to change that around because, yeah, Negasonic's powers are ra- are drastically different. And apparently, yeah, they can't change. Fox couldn't alter people's abilities uh, without Marvel of his approval, which is kind of crazy to think about. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, Marvel does kind of have a problem where they don't let people get too creative. Hence why Edgar Wright was fired from uh, the first Ant-Man movie. I don't think I knew that Edgar Wright was the original director and Mm. they wanted, I think it all stems down from that Falcon scene and Edgar Wright refused to make, have any Edgar Wright wanted it to be a completely standalone film, not have any other MCU characters in it. Marvel said, no, we're built. We built a universe. You have, we have to have these little things happen. And it benefited because of what came later with Scott but yeah. Edgar Wright refused. And so that scene was, was such a throwaway scene. It was such an unnecessary it's scene. Not true. It set up civil war and it set up Scott's entire characterization for the infinity movies. Yes. Yeah. They recruited him based on that scene in Ant-Man. Yeah. I feel like they could have done it, something. I mean, it's, it, well, it's only five minute scene, but it is important. I mean, it's the same thing, though, with uh, with Spider-Man, like Iron Man, like just 
had intel on spider-man like so they could just have intel on ant-man really i don't know well a little different than that i mean apparently tony was spying on peter for a while even though even though that makes no sense considering peter is a minor and tony is apparently letting this kid run around as a superhero after the sokovia accords which makes no freaking sense yeah well, I mean, in the fact that he's I mean, it's New York City. There's a superhero running around posting videos on YouTube like that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> even if it's gone, someone's stepping in and Tony literally was just watching this kid. And it's like, yeah, this whole movie's about the Sokovia Accords. You don't get to do that. Yeah. Anyway, like we don't even need- even post Civil War, you still don't get to do that. <laughs> yeah. But- that was kind of a problem, but eh, whatever. Yeah, kind of trailing so, off in this MCU talk now. <laughs> yeah, we are. So uh, I don't know. We can wrap this up, I guess. Um, I but yeah, go see um, um, Black Widow. Uh, I feel like I called her Scarlet Widow earlier. Anyway, yeah, go see Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good movie. Yep. That's all I got. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I guess uh, let us know what you think on social media. Email us if you feel like it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.